I know you're a big Joaquin Phoenix fan, right? I am. Yeah, I am too. I, th- I was thinking about when I first saw him, and I think it was him in Gladiator playing Commodus, I believe. Character. Yeah, Gladiator, yeah, which came out in 2000. Um, I think the actually, first thing I actually saw him in was uh, uh, Signs, which came out, I know, after Gladiator, but I believe I saw Signs before I saw um, uh, Gladiator. Now, that's probably, actually, what we just said is probably not true, because I, th- I know he was a child actor, and I'm pretty sure we've seen him. Yeah, he, he uh, was in a, um, uh, I was just listening to a podcast, it was, uh, it was a Gus Van Sant movie, I forget what it was called, but yeah, it was with uh, Casey Affleck, that's how he met Casey Affleck, which I think he's, uh, he's Casey Affleck's brother-in-law. Oh, really? Um, I think he's married to Casey Affleck's sister. Um, or, no, no, I'm sorry. Casey Affleck is married to Joaquin's sister. Oh, so, gotcha. The uh, Phoenix family? Yep, the Phoenix family. His brother, River Phoenix, was the one who killed himself, right? Uh, I don't think it killed himself. Or was it drug overdose? Yeah, I think it was just an overdose. But okay. I might be wrong. I don't know. But yeah, River Phoenix, yeah. From, uh, I know him mostly from Stand By Me, which, I, have you seen that one yet? I've seen, I've only seen bits and pieces okay. of it. <laughs> Doing a movie <laughs> podcast, admitting that it hurts, but uh, yeah. Um, I hate to embarrass you there, but yeah, yeah. He was great in Signs, and I'm sort of just flipping through. I liked him in The Village. He, yeah, I mean, no, no I, I don't hate on The Village as much as other people, but uh, River Phoenix, obviously, with uh, Last Crusade, bro. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, yeah, Young That's Indy. the one I know him from. Um, but yeah. I never saw Ladder 49, have you? I did a long time ago, but it was before my total movie phase um i never saw hotel rwanda i heard that's great but i never saw he that. was in that i guess so i mean i'm looking through his imdb yeah. and then just walk the line obviously as john r cash i mean johnny cash yeah what john r cash <laughs> what what would you say your is it uh what would you say is your favorite role of his i think his best performance is in the master i thought he was outstanding in that yeah um i think think yeah he's great in that especially because it's so out of character for i mean it's just some something i've never seen him play but uh yeah. i love him in her too mainly just oh, because yeah. i love her which i'd love to do on the show i'd well. like to do that um there's also um I, did you see that that weird phase he had the i'm still here i got through i never got through any of that so. i got through half of it not i didn't stop watching just because it was bad i just i don't know but what um, can you explain what that he was like a rapper or so something? So he retired, quote-unquote, <laughs> retired from acting. Uh-huh. And then this was the documentary about him now wanting to become a rapper. Um, Which was all And that's nonsense. when he had that like crazy uh, Letterman interview. Yeah, I remember seeing bits of it, but like just being generally confused on what I was seeing. Yeah. Was it just all like a performance? Yeah, it, was all, it was all, yeah, just a, a goof. Okay. As they say, it was almost like a Borat type thing, but it was... But fell flat? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. I think it was just kind of... Uh, yeah, he was probably just, yeah, see what see what else I can do. Because he did that. Casey Affleck, I think, was uh, directed that and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. So was this supposed to be funny? Because I, I know that some people are funny in real life and it doesn't come across on screen. Right. So I don't know if that was the case. I mean, I, I, mean, I guess t- technically now it's considered a uh, mockumentary. Okay. I don't... But I don't know if it was meant to be funny. I could see. I mean, obviously, you know, they knew it was going to come out, and he was eventually going to, you know, reveal that he wasn't really doing this. So, yeah, yeah I think they had to have known that. Yeah, it probably is funny. Now, I actually am kind of interested in watching it. I know, now now that, not yeah, knowing that he's back, want to know what it's all about. Right. Yeah. Uh, the other one uh, that we've mentioned, I've mentioned in a couple episodes ago, is Inherent Vice. 
which is a thoroughly confusing, bizarre, yeah, that's a weird strange one. Strange movie. I I enjoy it just because I enjoy him and I enjoy Paul Thomas Anderson. I need to check that one out again. I feel like I wanted to like that one more than it did, and sometimes you just don't make good movies. And now that we're a little into the show, I gotta confess, I started watching The Master about a month ago. I'm still I haven't finished it yet. But so far, I love it. I love I love when you <laughs> confess. That's great. Uh, Man, that's two two movies now in, in one show. That, that one's I'm, worth a watch. Yes, it's, I know. It's really demanding and strange. Yeah, probably, I really want to finish it. I think he just got on the boat with Philip Seymour Hoffman from what I am okay. saw so far. So I've gotten to you know. So you've see seen his, a good bit of it. Yeah, yeah, like the concoction he makes with the paint thinner and stuff. <laughs> he's drinking that stuff. Like, <laughs> what are you drinking that for? Uh, What's, he's like yeah, that's, drinking gasoline, right. all kinds of weird what stuff. What is that? What is that doing yeah. to your insides? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Ugh. you're not a boat, right? right? It doesn't. You don't take gas. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I don't. I, I was listening to uh, Mark Marin podcast, and he had Paul Thomas Anderson on back in 2013. I'm catching up on a bunch of his old episodes. Oh, I want to um, hear that one. Yeah, that one's good because he go he because Mark Marin's really into his movies, and he's just like, all right, now, all right. Then you came out with uh, Punch Drunk Love. Then you came out with There Will Be Blood. He like goes through his movies yeah. with them. Um, and yeah, so Paul Thomas Anderson mentioned something about like the paint thinner and stuff like that. So definitely check that podcast out because he definitely explains a little bit of that. Um, but and I wanted to mention Gladiator because I thought that was such a standout performance yeah. from an actor that I, I didn't expect it. He's so it's all about Russell Crowe, right? And then here he's such an asshole, yeah, in Gladiator. It's so like comes across like this creepy. And I guess that's almost part of like Joaquin Phoenix's thing is I don't know, I don't want to say creepy in a way, but a little bit weird, a right. little bit yeah. off. You know, that's kind of he's great at that building that just making your skin crawl. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the race, the relationship he has with his father and just the way, yeah, the way I mean, he's total villain in that movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Paul, not in a I didn't think in a way that was over the top. Yeah, no, no I thought it was really well done. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then again, like I said, signs. He just plays like a more level-headed role, just pretty straight the, role. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was more about Mel Gibson and right. the kids and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a great movie too. Yeah, signs. I know. Well, I mean, we t- said Walk the Line. Actually, uh, Walk the Lines. I, I like that movie. I it's mean, a good I'm movie. not. Uh, you know, it's not something I'm going to flip on all the time. But his performance in it is great, and even Reese Witherspoon as June Carter is great. He has like the exa- almost the exact voice. Too like he right. really worked yeah. on it, yeah, and uh, yeah, I did a really good job. Good movie, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a good movie. It's not to me. It's not a great movie, but enjoyable. Yeah, I think I'm good performance. Yeah, I think that's where I yeah. where I land on it. Uh, we're obviously talking about Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix because we're he just had a, the, his latest film come out. I believe it came out in April officially. Uh, you were never really here, and this is a movie I didn't even hear of until you told me about it. Saying, really, hey, you need okay. to watch this. Yeah, I didn't. This one was totally off my radar. It, Premiered, I believe, this year in Cannes. Okay, um, I think that's where it started getting, you know, buzz about it and things. Um, and then, yeah, it had just a small release. It's a small film. I mean, it's uh, not not uh, something many people have heard of. But uh, but uh, yeah, I was and directed by Lynn Ramsey, who I'm not familiar with her work really at all. Nope, uh, me neither. But I thought uh, well done. Yeah, by her, it was it was yeah really it, it was. It was just kind of a good movie. I, I enjoyed getting into it. I didn't really know what to expect at all. I didn't watch a trailer. Just started watching it, and I was kind of hooked from well, the first couple of minutes. Okay, so you didn't even watch I a trailer. Totally, that's cold. awesome. Yeah. I love doing that. Yeah, because it's like I didn't know. You, like I didn't know anything yeah. about this movie until I pressed play. Yeah. Like, did you, you know, read the synopsis at all or nothing? 
Wow. Just pressed play on so it. So you just were like, Ben, I trust Ben. Yeah. You know, I'm trusted him to say this is a good movie. Yeah, because there's movies where I'm like, dude, we got to do, well, well, Annihilation, I don't know if that's quite the same, but um, yeah, that was more of a, like, I, we need to do that one. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I watched a trailer for that before I saw it. Mm-hmm. I read the synopsis and things, but yeah, I don't think I watched a trailer for that. Um, so it's so, one of those, yeah, that Yeah, that so, I, so yeah, this is kind of the second movie this year that we've done... Um, like that, and I think this is the second movie we're doing an actual an analysis show on, whereas the other movies this year have been just like generic reviews or whatever. Um, yeah, because so typically, I mean, maybe we uh, yeah, let's explain our show for the <laughs> for, new listeners. Yeah, um, if there's any new listeners, what we try to do is uh, well, we are blockbuster mentality, obviously, which means we are looking at big blockbuster comic book movies, you know, the Jurassic Parks of the world, we're going to review them and and put those out to all of you so you can get a sense. But we have an eye for quality as well, so we like to, you know, look at the 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 popcorn but also look at the the high quality movies, right. the Oscar level stuff or at least something that's aspiring to that, right? Yeah. So I think this movie, I don't know if we're quite there on that, but it wants to be a a high quality yeah film. it's definitely it's leaning towards, towards the yeah because we have a rating system we rate by stars and popcorn yeah so stars are i mean roughly what do you want to how do you want to characterize stars i mean quality is, is one way of saying it but uh cinematic yeah, uh, cin- cinematic um like you'd call like um i don't know well my example is raging bull for me i, I give that basically four and a half or five stars because it's it's an amazing movie right i think it's really well technically done well acted that kind of thing versus the popcorn yeah we're with is, explosions right, and pure entertainment know, or dinosaurs eating people yeah. you know pure entertainment exactly and i think yeah blo- the name blockbuster mentality just gives people a sense that it's a movie show so uh hopefully you, you clicked on this episode knowing that we were going to be uh, talking some movies. Um, Not only do we do the heavily stars movie, or at least uh, leaning towards that, and the heavy, heavy popcorn movies leaning towards that, we also like to do top five lists on any variety of topic that Ben will come up with, because <laughs> I am terrible at thinking of a topic. But Ben's like, hey, how about top five uh, movie robots? I'm like, oh, pff, I would have never came up with that. <laughs> Me, of all people, should not be telling you that you need self-confidence, my friend. <laughs> And I have I have very little self confidence, but they yeah, do a great you, job you of uh, to... coming up with the topics because I can, yeah. <laughs> I've got no idea. Then you come up with it, and then I figure it out. But yeah, and uh, we got the rating system. So every movie we give our own review based on a scale of one to five for you know number of stars we, on a half basis. Although Ben, I think broke this on a do like a two thirds or a three quarters <laughs> once. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I don't believe we ever had you know written rules on it. So you know I you know I do what I want. You yeah. know whatever. But that's sort of the the mission of the show, I guess if you. Well, we're looking at stars movies, we're looking at popcorn movies, and then sometimes they you can get a little bit of both, and then we do top fives. Yeah, we are blockbuster mentality. <laughs> he is Ben, and I am Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. There you have it. All right, folks, that's it for us. Now, um, yeah, thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next <laughs> week. Exactly. <laughs> Go watch that uh, Joaquin Phoenix movie. Let us know what you think. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you our thoughts on it if you reach out to us on Twitter. Um, so you were never really here. Uh, no. Oh, before we go even further, the Joaquin Phoenix is going to be in the Joker movie. Did we talk about that yet? Yeah, I think we briefly mentioned it, I think, in our Ant-Man episode. But uh, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. I think that can work. I agree. I think he's got the uh, more, uh, you know, if I'm going to say Heath Ledger versus Joaquin Phoenix, now we know the performance that Heath Ledger turned in that basically 
killed him. Right. But if you're going to give me a choice of either one and I get to pick one and say who's going to do a better job, I'm going to say Joaquin Phoenix. Right, yeah. If yeah. You, without seeing either, right. yeah, yeah, you would definitely pick yeah. that. Just the different roles uh, Joaquin Phoenix has picked. I mean, even this movie, you, you get a sense of that... Uh, uh, him being manic, you know, that kind of just craziness within him, that darkness within him. You kind of get a sense of that in that. Oh, definitely. It's there under the surface, and it doesn't even seem like he's doing all that much, but you know he is. Right. You know, he's that good of an actor where it seems effortless, and that's just him walking, you know, or whatever. Right. And is he is he in every scene in this movie? I mean, this movie is all him, right? Yeah, that's a good point. I'm, yeah, I think he basically, yeah, there's nothing... No other exposition that happens somewhere else. It's basically yeah. uh, the whole movie is pretty much from his point of view. Similar, this movie did get uh, w- one thing that I will say that did get me to go watch it was because it was compared to Taxi Driver a oh, little bit. Yeah, I, which I, I can see that, but it's it's misleading to people to say this is a Taxi Driver movie. It's mm, right, but it, I would I would certainly say inspired by. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, uh, I was picking up on on a, a number of times in this movie. Yeah, that lonely man trying to, yeah. you know, make something, trying to have some sort of purpose and, you know, essentially saving a girl and Well, yeah, like, we might as well just talk about that, right? Yeah, cuz yeah. he, he He's, uh, do we want to just yeah. dive right in here? Okay, it. so what's the basic premise of this movie, I think, if there is one, <laughs> yeah. is that... Is, is there one? <laughs> he's sort of a, a sort of a hitman who saves captured uh, young girls. Right. Pre-teen or teen girls. Yeah, I'd say... I'd say that's a good way to describe it. Um, There's this guy, McCleary, played by uh, John Dolman. If you know him from The Wire, he's great. Uh, okay, yeah, I didn't know he was from And he's anything. been a character actor yeah. in a number of stuff. Right. I really like him. He's Just even in a couple minutes in this movie, I thought he was really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah he the hires, bloody nose. Right. <laughs> That's a nice little touch. Yeah, he hires him out to, uh, you know, I guess there's a girl who's been kidnapped or whatever, and there's, I guess there's these pedophile kidnapping rings right. for girls, and the guy you want is Joaquin Phoenix because he's... We think he's he's a he's definitely a, a military veteran, right? Yeah, he's he was in the military, and it looks like he was in the FBI at some point too. Yeah. So he's definitely has a lot of background. He's seen a lot of stuff. Also, get flashbacks of him as a kid a little bit, and kind of looks like he has an abusive father. Yeah, one of the opening um, scenes we see him uh, puffing on a what looks like a dry cleaning plastic, right? What's, yeah, I don't think that's ever actually explained. What no, that it's was. not explained. I think that's just him kind of pushing the limits and you know seeing as far as uh, seeing how far he can go. Kind of like when he's like dropping the knife and like just moving his foot out of the way. Yeah, in or time, he's or putting it in his mouth. Putting at it in one his point. mouth. Yeah. So he, it's what I get from this is he experienced. What we definitely get from this is he experienced some sort of childhood trauma. Right. And we don't know by who. Don't think or do we? I think I mean I think it's implied it's a, it was it's his father, father. Yeah. yeah okay um, but never said explicitly but yeah, most not, likely yeah. yeah that's how I took it so he then gets some sort of military training and learns violence and mm-hmm. then comes home and enacts that enacts that violence on anyone who harms little girls right <laughs> right and it's it's kind of uh, you know it's definitely heroic you know it's 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 the kind of violence you see you it's justified you know it's it's him killing people but. The bad people, you yeah. Know? I sort of, I sort of struggled with: is he a vigilante? And I'm not sure because he's hired. Yeah, he's hired. Yeah, he's he's definitely uh, in the category of anti anti hero for sure. Um, but but uh, and he takes care of his mom. There's a great relationship there with yeah, his mom. Definitely, he uses he doesn't use guns. He uses a hammer. Yeah, which uh, as we see throughout the various flashbacks throughout the movie is that 
the whoever that man was, whether his father or what, was also carrying a hammer. Mm-hmm. So I wonder there why the hammer. You know, is he is it to be that man in control? I'm not exactly sure because it's not. He's choosing the exact same weapon he was sort of terrorized. Right. With. Yeah. I yeah. I think that's his way of yeah enacting. Uh, his revenge on the people who are, I guess, like his father, yeah. um, you know, because they are, you know, obviously the people he's going after are harming kids. So, and his father harmed kids, you know, being him. Yeah. So, you know, why, why, you know, he's kind of taking out that, you know, vengeance, you know, kind of getting his on his father, but through a different, different outlet. Yeah, it's like he recreates the scene and the trauma, but redirects it for good. Yeah, that's a good call there. Um, one thing I did notice, I don't know if they were intending to do this theme. You know, you had mentioned the relationship with his mother. Uh, they brought up Psycho, you know, her, her watching Psycho. and, and He was doing the ring, ring, Yeah, the ring, ring, ring. And it's like, it kind of brought me to the attention of the title of the movie, You Were Never Really Here. So I'm like, all, all, you know, with that, I'm starting to think like, okay, maybe she's the person that's not really here. Like, kind of like Psycho, like his mother wasn't really alive. It was yeah. him. Right, right. Um, he was kind of, you know, being his mother because he's, he's going crazy. Um, so I uh, thought that was an interesting little uh, tidbit they put in there. I don't know if it was just misdirection. I'm not really um, sure what to make of that. And yeah. honestly, after seeing this movie, I'm not really sure what to make of the title, really. I know, me neither. I don't know, I don't know what it be, what's not really here. Is I it, mean, I, I know he's not all there, you know, mentally, yeah. obviously. I mean, he's got these flashbacks. He's got these uh, suicidal tendencies. Um who, yeah, it's yeah. What's going on there? Is it uh, is it is is the you not ever really being here? Is it him in the way that he comes in and saves these girls and then disappears? Um, but at, towards the end, we actually don't really get that. We're not really sure. Right. There seems to be that he's not disappearing. So I don't know really what to make of it. This movie's very interpretive and very sort of up to you to find out what's going. There's nothing wrong with that at right, all. Yeah. Because I mean, we we're starting to love Stanley Kubrick and right. a lot of his movies. That's just. It's not spelled out and right. beating over your head what the meaning is of everything. He's, so I thought this was a nice sort of a nice movie, nice transitional movie that you picked to, since we're sort of in that mind frame to get into now, yeah. like more modern day. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, obviously we don't want to talk about the movie more, but it's just they. I wish these sort of movies got more attention. Yeah. You know, it's just that these are smaller movies and they have like a, such an interesting story, and it's just. Most of the movie-going audience, you know, not to sound pretentious or anything, most of the movie-going audience, you know, isn't gonna isn't interested in that. You know, they just no. want the you know commercialized, you know, movie that's the which, popcorn movie, which, which we is like fine. Too. Yeah, yeah, we it's do good. That. We yeah. enjoy them yeah. for what they are. Right? Exactly. It's so, just I wish these movies again got more attention, and I just want to share what I love with people. You know, yeah. and it's hard to do that when like another buddy or another friend is just you know they haven't seen this movie. It's like man, you got you got yeah. to do it. You know. Well, the good thing is is we have an army of listeners that love yes, this stuff too. Exactly. And they hear this and they're like, maybe they didn't. Maybe they're just like me and they <laughs> never even heard of this movie. And now after listening to this, they're going to dive into it or right. you know knowing what it is. They're going to run in or something, or maybe they're smarter than me and have already watched it. And they <laughs> right. what our take is. But there are those people out there right. that do enjoy this sort of thing. Definitely. So yeah, it's obviously great. there's enough, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, they you know wouldn't make any movies anymore ever. So no, um, I mean, and it gives it gives that sort of creative space for you know Joaquin Phoenix to do what he wants to do as an actor, or you know the director right. here to do that sort of thing. Um, I, I did want before we get too far, I did want to hit back, just yeah, go back a little bit on the taxi driver parallels at least yeah, yeah, that yeah. I thought of. Um, I mean, for sure, we talked about the young girl thing. So 
that's saving a young girl. Right. Is a parallel there, right? The Jodie Foster character versus, you know, these young girls. Uh, another one I thought was pretty clear was this takes place in New York City. Uh, and that's not, not like the <laughs> Taxi Driver was the only movie to take place in New York City. Uh, but he's also driving the streets. Right. And there's yeah. hookers walking up and down. And I just wanted to hear the Travis Bickle monologue here about a rain <laughs> washed wash yeah. all away. Yeah. That you would know, be. I, I was really feeling that because that's really kind of what he's doing. Right. He's. He's taking. He's, he's the rain in a way, you know. He's washing away the scum of the earth and all that right. stuff. Right. I mean, it's true. It, it is true. Uh, yeah. And one of these days, a real rain will come and wash all the scum off the streets. See, Ben knows the quote <laughs> quite um, accurately. But, yeah. But that's sort of where it ends. This yeah. is not a Travis crazy Travis Bickle kind of guy. Right. Um, I think the Joaquin Phoenix. His name is Joe. He's crazy in his own way, but mm-hmm. not in the. This definitely is not the same movie. No, definitely not. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. I would not compare this to Taxi Driver, you know. Yeah, but all. but but uh, you know, borrowing from and sending signals to you know a great classic all time movie that's just fine with me. That didn't bother no, me. No, I bit. agree. I think it's great to pay homage to right. these classic movies and you know not just totally rip off of them. Um, would you? I, I love the score in this movie. Um, you know the the. It, it mixed between there was like deep piano notes and then there was also like synthetic uh, music a little bit. Yeah. Um, and in the beginning, it's sort of like this hip hop sort of acidy hip hop sort of yeah. trippy stuff in the beginning. Right. The, the score is sort of all over the place. Right. But in a good way. And I think that kind of correlates with his mindset you yeah. know it's all over the place you know it's, yeah uh, and i think in the, he walking in the in the first opening couple of minutes of the film he hops into a cab and there's some like hip-hoppy song playing right the cabbie is mouthing the words you were never really here he's singing yeah. to like a song that's on the radio but and it's matched to this beat that's going right. on on the soundtrack, unrelated, and they're like synchronized. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. So in general, the score was really good, and then broadly, the sound design I thought was really good. Yeah. There's lots of really cool sound effects going on when they're struck. There's a there's one like sort of fight scene where the volume gets really low and sort of you get like ringing ear senses, which is like when you're actually going through it, you don't hear anything. Right. right? You're yeah. It, it like brings you right. To, it, there's a lot of realism going on in, in the sound. Design. Definitely, and yeah, the, like you said, with the title, uh, I loved how the title, you know, was showing on the screen. The guy just like singing along to it. You yeah. never really hear. Do you know what song that was? I have no uh, idea. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure if that was the actual lyrics to the song or they were just. I don't know if they made it up. Yeah, or what? <laughs> that was cool though. That but was like a neat what, touch. What he was singing on the radio was not really what was being played to us, right? Right. Those are two different songs. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was definitely uniquely really done. creative. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I love you were. Sp- uh, touching on violence um yeah. this is not pg-13 no definitely but at the same time it's it it shows it in such a unique way where it's not too brutal in fact the most brutal violent part in the movie i think is at the end when he you know uh shoots himself but you know in his head he shoots himself and that's like damn that's uh that's it's it's almost it was more disturbing to watch that than to him watch him kill the bad guys but uh the first violent scene you know the first one of the first violent scenes they show is when he you know gets the senator's daughter that he's trying to save gets her from that brothel or, or whatever but they're showing it from yeah. security cams right. and like with like Almost like I forget what song it was. It was like almost like fifties music. I don't remember either. Um, yeah. But it was a, a unique scene. I, I loved how they they did that. The violence wasn't over the top or anything. 
But and he doesn't have a gun, so he's not like shoot. He's beating them, and it's done quickly. Right, exactly. Like he's hitting them with a hammer, but it's all like in this security camera footage. I thought that was a cool touch. Yeah, I thought so too. And even like uh, when he's getting before that, he gets like I don't know if he got pills from a guy. Oh yeah, actually, and he's like, yeah, and he like hits him. You don't see the guy at all. He hits him. He's like, you don't make me wait or yeah. something. It's like they don't show Just it. A punch. So it's like. Like, it's almost like, but at the same time, it's still disturbing because it's like your imagination, you know, runs wild. So uh-huh. it's like, it's, I think that was a nice touch by the director to, you know, make us really, make it resonate more. Yeah, I definitely agree. And that reminds me of uh, the, the last point I, didn't want, I forgot to make about Taxi Driver is Bickles with the pills, Travis Bickle with the pills, and then him with the pills. Because you, yeah. you never know really what the pills are. Yeah, in exactly. Both movies. Yeah. Uh, is it for anxiety? Is it for pain? Is yeah. it, you know, what, what exactly? Yeah. Always popping pills, riding around the city mm-hmm. beating people up sort of thing uh, but yeah, yeah I, I would agree but the way the violence is handled is really good and you actually get a, a kind of a confusingly touching scene where he goes to rescue the senator's daughter but in so doing he gets found out and then they track the guy who hired him and they track him down to his house and he goes home and his poor sweet mother yep she's killed shot in the face Yep. Pretending to be sleeping, which is a reference to something we heard in the very beginning of the movie we were talking about with Psycho. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he goes down and kills the, the two hitmen or whoever were sent to kill his mom and him. Right. Uh, but the guy that is sh- he shoots, he shoots him in the stomach, and he doesn't end his life. He just sort of lets the guy die and over a period of a couple of minutes. Right. Know, gets some information out of him. The guy holds his hand as he's like losing consciousness. I thought that was a really... Yeah, kind of such a moving a, yeah, moment there. Such a unique scene. A guy that killed your mom. Yeah, you, kill, you right. are going. To, he's mortally wounded or whatever. He's about to die, and you guys kind of interact with each other. Yeah. And share that bit of time. He's like not holding it personal because he even told the the paid cop, who obviously is you know a bad guy. Yeah. You know, that, you know, I'm just a hired guy. I don't know much, like, when they barge in and take the girl yeah, like, yeah, after yeah. he saved him. So it's, like, kind of like he understands that, you know, they're just tired. They're just doing their job. And, uh, it's strange the way he was detached in that way, but yeah, interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So I thought I thought that was a nice touch, too. They're, like, singing a song. I wish I remember what the song was. Um, but that was it's just crazy that uh, I don't know what's going on in his head that I don't know if he just understands that this guy is... Again, like I said, hired guy, but maybe he thinks, you know, he doesn't, you don't always know where someone comes from, you know, you, you, like Joaquin, like where he came from, like yeah, exactly. things he went through, like he's just kind of maybe empathizing with the guy. He that, knows he doesn't have much time left, so it's like, all right, we'll just let him, you know, die in peace. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it, it's interesting, right? Because otherwise he could just take the gun and just, you know, shoot him in the head and mm-hmm. be done with, and he doesn't do that. Right. It's very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And then he, you know, takes his mom. I thought this was a, a very unique scene when he takes his mom to basically bury her. You know, doesn't you know worry about a funeral or anything. You know, he just no. uh, yeah, it's not like he's calling anybody or notifying yeah, them. Exactly, no takes, Hollywood funeral scene here. Right? Yeah, right? very unique what they do. It's interesting. He gets dressed up in a suit. You know, has his mom wrapped up in a garbage bag. Goes into the the little lake or pond, whatever it is. You know, through the woods. And uh, seems like he's going to kill himself yeah. along with burying his mom, you know, having a burial. Because uh, you get the sense that his mom is his 
most normal human interaction. Right. right? That, if Absolutely. not his only normal yeah. human interaction. Definitely. Um, and he cares for her. It's not weird. I, I don't believe it's the psycho thing. No. It, there's a reference there, but I don't think there's... He has a real normal loving relationship yeah. with his mother, right? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's a uniquely filmed scene. I think yeah. it's a beautiful scene. Uh, you said it reminded you of... Uh, Shape of Water. Yeah. 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 A little bit. kind of what it looked like, little you know, bit. especially the, the the poster of Shape of Water, how they're just kind of floating with the light beaming down on them underwater. So Lynn Ramsey's kind of borrowing a bit here yeah. from this bit of movie and that bit of movie. He, well, Not mean, in a bad way, but... Yeah. I mean, I don't know... If that was taken from Shape of Water, I mean, because this came out, you know, they, these could have been filmed at the same time. Yeah, it could seeing have. where they were, you know, I thought that was a beautiful scene. Uh, I did too. Know, and at the same time, you know, he's he's got rocks in his pockets. He's trying to kill himself because the whole scene, he's like doing the asphyxiation with the, mm-hmm. you know, with the plastic sheets over his head, and it looks like he used to do that as a kid. I don't know if it's just like a right, exactly. calming thing. Um, I mean, and, it's, uh, we see this a number of times in the movie. Right. We don't know why. Yep. Yeah, we just don't. Yeah, exactly. It, it's something he did at some point when he was a kid, right? In that yeah. time when the dad or whoever was coming up there with a the hammer to do whatever he did with him, and he was there under under a dress or suit or something of dry clean plastic and was just inhaling it just by accident. Right. He just happened to be under it, I think, and was hyperventilating. And speaking of which, I mean, that reminds me of just some of the things they flash back to and what he saw, like... I don't know, it was like when he was overseas and he's in Iraq, he gives the kid through the fence like a candy bar. Yeah, yeah. And that kid ends up getting shot for that candy bar. Like We see that having, twitching leg yeah. a number of times. Is that the same, the kid who I got shot? So, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, like to live through that, to watch that happen, Horrible. you know, it's just, especially with something like you, you were being nice to that kid by giving them that candy bar and they get killed for it, you know, it's... It's it's insane, and I mean, I, you got to think that the stuff's taken from real life too. It's just like crazy how this world is just disgusting, you know. Yeah, he's scarred, yeah, emotionally absolutely. and physically. Yeah, physically, they show some. Yeah, and we see him with his shirt off, and I was saying this to you because you had her on before we started. Um, his body looks a little bit mangled, and mm-hmm. I don't know if he's doing that for the. I think he's doing that for effect, with like his shoulders kind of like in yeah. a weird position. He's got like Definitely. lumps and like yeah. scars and all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. Joaquin is great in this, um, especially some of the scenes. So I mean, he gets to, you know, he he's, looks like he's about to kill him something. He gets like a flash of the girl. You know, he realizes, you know, w- that she's still out there or something. Yeah. Like he gets like a quick flash of like a vision of her, I guess, and he realizes that the governor or something that was his favorite girl. Like he realizes that it's all like, yeah, right. This is what we touched on earlier. The, the state senator's girl daughter is captured, but in, uh, as Joaquin Phoenix is actually was taken by the governor, Yeah, which is just, you know, that's scary yeah. because he's got the police and other people right. at his disposal. Who's however he's paid off and he's got to go, go find her in this mansion out in the country. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's, uh, so yeah, that's why he decides not to kill himself because he, you he know, still for it, yeah, yeah he, exactly. Um, and I love it's unfinished business. Uh, yeah, <laughs> unfinished business, exactly. And I love these shots when they're showing the the house in the country or whatever, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's just a still shot, and then you just see Joaquin walking through with a hammer at different points of the house. It's just I loved how that was filmed. Yeah. Like it's a far shot of the house, and then you just see, like the camera doesn't move, and you just see Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix 
walking, walking, walking. Yeah, walking, walking. <laughs> uh, just in the middle of the shot with his hammer, and then you see the the same, sh- you know, the same camera, but like on the pool side, you see him walking past. I love when there's still camera, and then you see like the main character. You don't uh-huh. follow that main character. Right. You just let it's him walk past by. the camera. I love that. Yeah. Uh, those camera shots, field of vision or whatever. Right. Yeah, and so he finds the girl. And things get kind of weird from here on out to the end of the movie, right? Yeah. There's a lot of strange stuff to look at. Right. Don't know really what's real. Right? I mean... Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's... His mom appears again, right? Yeah. She's... And then the girl is goes into another room. He's trying to find her. I don't know. I don't even really remember exactly... Yeah, what I know. A, It's very <laughs> just esoteric and there's a lot of... I guess I just call them visions, right? Right. No, definitely. Um... So yeah, he goes through the house and basically, you know, gets through all the guys just like he did in the first brothel where, yeah. you know, it's on the security camera. Again, I love all that. Um, and then he gets to the girl's room and he sees that the guy, I think it was the governor, his throat slit. So yeah. obviously the girl took care of him already. Yeah. And then he just sort of breaks down. Uh-huh. It's uh, a kind of, yeah, it's... Uh, amazingly played by Joaquin, just the way he really reacts to that. He's just sitting in the front of the bed and just like, kind of just like breaks down, cries, like, just like taking his tie off and his shirt off. And it's just like such a so an emotional scene. Is he too late? Is he just, is he? No, I think, I think he realizes what's happened. I think he's just like, it's all like all too much. It, and yeah, it's all too much. It's another, going to be another scarred person. Like, yeah. She's kind of like he probably isn't too happy that he's gone down this path. Even kind of like how in Logan, like he tells the girl, even you know, kill good people or bad people, it's all bad. You know, killing is bad. You know, no matter what, it stays with you exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of how I took it. Like he's you know kind of looking out for her, and he realizes like she killed a guy, and yet now she's gonna have to live with that for the rest of her life. That's a great point. Um, I didn't quite think of it that way. And she's definitely damaged. He saves her, but. Not really. I mean, right. by the time he gets to her the first time around, she's already been abused. Yeah, her soul is forever. Right. And it seems like the second time around, probably again, or she somehow finds a way to get herself out of it, but she's not okay. No. It wasn't like she was just in a room and then before right. anything bad happened, he grabbed her. Right. But that's not the case. Yeah. She's damaged. Yeah. Damaged is right. Yeah. It's, 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 inter- it's uh, such interesting themes in this movie. Um, he, uh, he gets, you know, after he, you know, has that little breakdown, he gets downstairs, see that she has the knife, and obviously she slit his throat, and she's like, I think sitting there eating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's having, like, man. Having a little snack. Yeah. Yeah, a little snacky snack. <laughs> murder gets you hungry. Right. Um, well, I, w- I shouldn't say murder. It was, I'm, it's self-defense. self-defense, obviously. Yeah, man, um, what the hell, man? <laughs> sorry, man. Um, but, uh, so yeah, and then they're in a coffee shop. In a coffee shop. Right, and you're going back to what you mentioned earlier about him blowing his head off because they're yeah, they're in this diner. She goes off to the bathroom or something like that, and something goes weird here. You start getting the sound from the whole coffee shop. You start hearing the conversations of the people at the table between the server and talking about, uh, hey, today is not supposed to, or he blows his head off, and then the server just sort of walks off and hands him the check, and everybody goes on like it didn't happen. 
we find out it didn't happen. Right. But I thought that was a really cool little like yeah. 10, 20 seconds going that like design yeah. scene. No, definitely. It, uh, but, again, with the sound design with the movie, like the movie did that a lot. Like just him, like just, uh, well, I guess you hear stuff there, but like in other scenes, like you just almost see like hear a ringing from his point of view. Yeah, like, yeah. He's not really there. Um, and is that is that getting into the, the title, title there yeah, in I think a sense so. where he's sort of like invisible? Yeah. Yeah, I think that definitely goes into the title. Um, like, yeah, kind of that inner self that, or I don't know, maybe it's like a conscious con- conscience. You know, that's not there. I don't know. I don't it's, know either. It's, it's but I think it, it, I think it's something along those lines. Like, I don't think it's the you doesn't mean another person. I think it's maybe like the inner self, yeah. like like that or that innocence, maybe. You know, that uh, Could I don't be, know the it, person you once were. Was yeah, never really there. The person you thought you were was never really there. I don't know. Honestly, any answer works yeah, for me at this that's point. True. It's it's just so hard for me to say what it is. Yeah, but that's what blockbuster mentality does. But you, you know, can definitely they... tell that he's like he thinks of himself as not really present or alive. Right. He he's like floating through right. the world. So he's not you, yeah. meaning him. I don't know. I, mean, I could just blow my head off now, and no one will notice. Right. Just like what we saw. Yeah. But that's not true, right? Because he actually is helping girls. So right. I don't know. He has an emptiness inside of him, and it's really it's complicated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, again, it does touch on that loneliness factor that Taxi Driver touches on um, alienation. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the acting again, Vet, both veterans. Yeah, veterans. Absolutely. Uh, again, obviously saving the the little girl. Yeah. And uh, I love again the acting is just amazing by Joaquin. He's, yeah, he's uh, she walks away and then like he just starts again breaking down and he actually like a tear comes down from his eye. He's mm-hmm. just like you feel that brokenness within him it's like he saved the girl yet still you know is obviously he's i mean sure a lot of it has to do with his mom being dead now um but just the life he's leading now and the life that uh was kind of destined for him once everything happened to him in his childhood yeah so he had that stuff happen to him when he was when he was a child which obviously he dealt with and then the little girl that gets killed in iraq he's trying to save that little girl right right i mean is that yeah, I think when he I comes think, home, that's what he's trying to do. Yeah, I think, um, and then yeah, they do flashbacks of him seeing a bunch of dead bodies when he's like an FBI agent or something too. Um, oh yeah, yeah think, whatever that—that's a whatever that horrific scene was. That yeah, they keep showing. Yeah, I know. You know, it's almost like uh, one thing after another type of thing. You know, they're showing like what happens. Like it's not always just one thing. Like that one thing might be the base of something, but then, you know, you add this onto it and then you add, you know, the other things onto it. And it's just like, this is what it, you know, the breaking point of someone who's gone through all of this. Like if you just had an abusive dad and that's all you went through. Yeah, that's awful. Um, But if he didn't go through this, you know, things he saw in uh, Iraq or wherever it was, and then go through the things he saw in the FBI. Crazy. It's like piled on top of one. Right. And and more and more and more. Exactly. Yeah, obviously, yeah, this movie deals a lot with trauma and uh, post-traumatic stress and things like that, and it's uh, it, it's powerful. And, and again, it's only an hour and a half. Which I thought was great, yeah. by the way. <laughs> I know you like your short movies. I do. <laughs> Anything under two hours I automatically earns like a little bit. <laughs> You're like, sure, I'll watch that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah let's do that. <laughs> well, we talked about maybe getting into Spartacus, and that, I looked at the runtime. It's three hours, 17 minutes. It's not happening. Ugh, gross. <laughs> no way. <laughs> 
Especially yeah. a movie that old. It's like 1960 or right. whatever it is. I mean, I would do Godfather, but that's like two hours, 45 minutes. Yeah. Just wait but till... I've seen that a hundred times, so that, that would be easy to do. But Wait till I have you uh, finally get into Lord of the Rings and uh, yes. the special, or the director's cut, or whatever it's called, which is four hours, Ooh. 20 minutes. <laughs> we'll have to do that one in, in pieces. Or, yeah, well, or that'll something. take six months <laughs> <laughs> at this rate. But um, but yeah, I think it was a powerful, a powerful movie. Just within that hour and a half, doesn't give you a lot of answers. No, but not necessary. Yeah, exactly. It's a nice That's, experience. Yeah, people always want their answers, but you don't need your answers. Exactly, nice experience. Great acting from Joaquin Phoenix. Great direction, I thought too. Again, the way the violence was handled, the way um, you know, the different shots, even yeah, things I mean, like that. For a small movie, for an indie movie, for. This kind of a movie where you're just, you know, it's sort of a character study or a performance movie right. you know, of Joaquin Phoenix, let him go wild, and you've got this sort of a structure of a movie really well done. It's like the it, one of the perfect, what I call almost like a perfect indie movie yeah. you know, in a lot of ways. I agree. Yeah, indie is right. Yeah, again, it's just... I love that Joaquin Phoenix, you know, isn't afraid to touch. I mean, obviously he's doing the Joker, which is going to be yeah, you know, yeah. a huge blockbuster movie. But uh, but it keeps his, keeps him going. I yeah, mean, that's exactly. what makes him a great actor. Yeah, you know, he's not just doing the big stuff. Definitely. Yeah, yeah he's still doing the Paul Thomas Anderson movies <laughs> exactly. and everything like that. So it's great. Yeah. Um. If you don't, do you have any other thoughts? I don't think so. Okay. I think we covered this pretty well. It's uh yeah. Really enjoyed it. I'm ready to give a rating. Go for it. All right, I'm going to give it three stars and uh, two and a half buckets of popcorn. I don't think it was highly entertaining, but it was done quickly. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's where I'm going to land on it. Yeah, they easily could have dragged this out to two hours. And I'm glad they did. It yeah, w- me too. It would have It would have really dampened what the movie was if they had right. stretched out anymore. Yeah. It, 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 the flashbacks were done just as many times as they needed to be. The stylistic stuff was really good, but... You know, any more would have been horribly indulgent, I think. And it was whoever the editor was did a great job. Yeah. Good, good, good directing, good acting. Yeah, very pleased with this film. Great choice. Yeah, it's it's so weird. Yeah, because it's like a simple like when you just look at plot. Right. It's just a simple story. It really you know? is. It's, it's a simple story. So I mean, that's why. Um, but it then has that deeper theme. So the length of it, it's like. They probably they might have been able, I think, to go a little longer, you know, just to explain a little more in depth of what uh, he went through. But at the same time, yeah, it's, and it's I just about yeah. this one character, right? He doesn't yeah. have a love interest. He doesn't have you know anything else right. going. His mom is sort of a major character, but not really in it all that much. Yeah, you know, it's really just about him going through this thing and trying to save these girls. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, yeah I think the length was great. What do you got for a rating? Uh, actually, uh, the the rating I have a little higher, which is three and a half stars. Okay. Uh, but the popcorn I actually have a little lower, which is two. Uh, buckets of popcorn. I give but, it that extra yeah. half bucket for the uh, hour and a half uh, yeah. in and out. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because even with the hour and a half, there was a couple you know slower parts. Yeah. Um, but that I don't know. I but yeah, I'm not going to try to just you know explain myself. <laughs> no, you don't have to. Three and a half stars, two buckets of popcorn. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this film. Yeah, Again, I'm glad you picked this. Joaquin one. Phoenix is is great. So I'm probably as happy to do this one as you were to do Annihilation. I think I'd say. I could see that. Yeah, you were happy for Which, Annihilation, uh, right? Well, I mean, I, I'm trying to think. Uh, so, you, would you uh, have Annihilation higher on your movies of this year list? I might. I felt like I got more emotion, and um, I got some 
more stuff going on in my brain Me for too. Annihilation. Yeah, yeah I'd agree too. I think I I forget where I, what I rated Annihilation. I don't but, remember. Uh, it might even be the identical rating. Who knows? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every rating is, you know, it's not yeah. s- supremely codified, but, you know, it goes by what we're thinking at the moment. Right. But yeah, but but I'm, what I'm saying though is to do a movie that you're not familiar with, jump in and be very pleased with it, which yeah. I was for this one. Definitely. Well, I'm glad. Finally. <laughs> yeah. I suggested one and he liked it. Not that, you know, anyways. One day I can't wait for one of these recommendations and the other one just is like this thing stunk it just I mean, was a piece of junk there are points in annihilation like the annihilation you have to look at it as a whole right like there were points in annihilation where i was thinking i might have gone that way but yeah. just the whole looking at the whole thing as a whole and the ending was just like it sucked me in and the more we talked about it it just really got to me yeah and i think one of the things we said in that movie is the acting is really all not that great overall yeah. Uh, in Annihilation, whereas in this movie, the acting is superb. So. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, that is it for us. That's another episode of Blockbuster Mentality. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter, at BlockbusterCast. Interact with us. We love talking with you guys about movies. Definitely. Uh, follow me at BCCord. And I'm at Dave underscore Quist. Yep. Uh, and give us a review on iTunes or any plot- podcast platform. We'd really appreciate it. Love feedback. Love hearing that constructive criticism. Well, no, we don't want criticism. We want everyone to it's blindly love us. constructive, Dave. I don't want constructive. Oh, no, okay. just blindly love us and tell everybody about us. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you guys could just love us, and yeah, that would be great. I don't want any criticism. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. Just tell us how great we are. We'd appreciate it. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, thanks again for listening. For Davo, I'm Ben Seagorn, and as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies. Movies.